Could you forgive someone who killed your brother? Could you forgive someone who hurt someone close to you? Could you forgive someone who you think doesn't deserve to be forgiven? What would you do? I there, There's a fantastic story out right now concerning um, Amber Geiger. Um, this story is truly incredible. I mean, this is truly an incredible story. I just... I've never... I shouldn't say, I can't say that. That's because that's not true. But let me just go through the story. Uh, this is from the Dallas Morning News. Ten year sentence for Amber Geiger triggers chance for, chance of protest and a hug of forgiveness. This, this story is just, it's truly incredible. Amber Geiger got 10 years in prison Wednesday for murdering Botham, Botham John. I think it's Botham Jean or Botham John. I don't, I'm not sure. Um, a sentence that set off angry chants outside the courtroom and an unexpected moment of forgiveness inside. If you truly are sorry, the victim's 18-year-old brother, Brant Jean, Brant John, I'm just going to go John, told Geiger, from the witness stand before walking down and embracing her. I know I can speak for myself. I forgive you. I'm just going to stop right there. Do you know how difficult it is, it is to say those words? To look at someone in the eye and say, I forgive you. Because let me, I'm, I'm going to say this. People hold grudge for stupid things. People hold grudge for, hold grudges for petty things. But to look your brother's killer in the face, his brother should still be here today. This is just, this is just an, this is just an incredible story. I'm going to be real here. If, if, let's say my sister was killed and I was looking across and I was in a courtroom looking at the person sitting and they were sitting across from me. I just, I don't know what I would do, but I, 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 I can almost guarantee this. The words, I forgive you, probably wouldn't come out of my mouth. I can, I can almost guarantee that. Forgiveness is a difficult thing. It's very, very difficult. This story to me is just absolutely incredible. I, I just, when I see things, 
when I see things, it, it, to me, to me, this is inspiring. Because there are people, <clears throat> there are people in my life that have done me wrong. There are people that I've done wrong. But to see, to see this where somebody looks at the killer of their brother is just, that, that is truly something. To look at, to look at, to look at someone, to look across, to, to look at the person who took the life of your brother and say, I forgive you. Forget the hug part. I haven't gotten there yet. I haven't gotten there yet. To say I forgive you. I'm going to be real. Even even if eat let's let's just do this. Some people say, "Oh, he didn't mean it." Let's say he didn't mean it. That's still not an easy thing to say. Now it's easier to say if you don't mean it, but we can we can go back and forth on if he meant it or not. We can go back and forth on if he was sincere or not. My personal take, I think it was serious. Because what we, here's what we need to understand about grudges and bitterness. They don't hurt the other per they don't hurt the other person. It's like it's like the common it's like the common saying or the famous saying um bitterness and resentment is like drinking poison and waiting for the other person to die. It only hurts us. And there are so many things in our life that we have grudges that we have grudges over. And we shouldn't, because they're meaningless. I always say this, but I, you know, I, I have to admit that I don't always live by this. If it's not going to matter in five years, don't spend more than five minutes being upset over it. Sometimes, sometimes I do go by that. Other times, I seriously struggle with that. And it, it, it's hard. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be honest. This story here, this will affect them in five years. This this will affect the brother in five years. That his brother his brother won't be there. His his brother may go his brother who's eighteen, the one who said I forgive you, the victim's brother, he may he may go on to get married. And at the wedding his brother won't be there. He may have kids one day. His brother won't be there. It's just, it's just a horrible, it's a, it's a sad, unfortunate thing to think about. But when you look at this story, it puts things into perspective. You know, in the Bible, there's, Jesus gives a parable about, uh, that concerns three men. There was one man, and I'm not, I'm not gonna give the, I'm not gonna give the specific amounts that are exact, that are from the Bible, but I'll just, I'll just make up numbers so you guys can, so you guys can grasp it. 
there was there was one man who pretty much owed we'll say let's say he owed a millionaire no we'll, we'll go billionaire this guy owed okay here's here's what we'll do person I'll just go from here there was a person who owed a man a very rich man 10 million dollars and this man should have should have been thrown in prison but the guy that he owed the money to said you know what i'm going to wipe your debt and he forgave him he he forgave his debt the man who who was who had his debt forgiven was obviously very grateful he leaves he leaves the home of the guy he owes the of the guy who he owes the money to and he starts heading home then he comes across a guy who owes him money and this guy relative to the 10 million dollars this guy owes him like 100 bucks And he's like, bro, where's my money? And he, and the guy who owes him says, man, I look, I don't have it. I'm sorry. Look, I, I'm, I'm I've tried to get it. I, I I don't have it. And he is having none of it. And so he has this guy put in prison. And just a just a quick history lesson. Um, prisons used to be for just debtors. It used to be people who like who owed a debt and they couldn't pay it. You know, pr- the idea of prisons for punishment is it's relatively new, but that's that's a whole other that's a whole other topic, and I won't get into that. But it's amazing that well, pretty much. Let me go with the story. The guy who was owed the ten million dollars hears about this story. And he's absolutely livid. He's like, I forgave you for $10 million. And remember, I'm just making up these amounts so you guys can grasp, you can grasp the point. I forgave you a $10 million debt. I wiped, I wiped your debt away. And then you turn around and two minutes later, you come across the guy who owes you a hundred bucks and you have him put in prison. It's it's so amazing that you know we can seek forgiveness that we want forgiveness we don't like it when people are mad at us but there are things that we hold on to for years some some things we don't even some things we don't even remember some things there's I got to admit there's probably some things in my life and probably after this episode I'm just I'm really going to think about think think about this and reflect but there are there's 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 some things that I'm just gonna think. Okay, have I like there are probably some things in my life where I just haven't forgiven someone, and it could be it could be from way back, and it was just like, man, like 
I just kind of got used to it. I, I just became mad at him and I, ne- I never really let it go and I never forgave him. But this story really, it just, it made me put things into perspective. I'm not going to get into everything else. I, I, I thought about going into the whole racial thing and all of that, but that's not important here. That an- Another racial issue is going to come up. But something like this where a guy forgives the murderer or the killer of his brother. That, that, man, I, I, I can't even wrap my head around that. You know, as a Christian, you know, you know, we're taught, you know, we're taught to forgive. We're taught to, you know, not hold grudges. We're told to, if you have, if you have an offense, if you have a problem with someone to just go to them and to not, you know, hold a grudge and to just, you know, clear the air. And there are some things here that I look at and it's just like, you know what? This is, this is amazing. This, like this is, like this story to me is just amazing. That's really all I have to say. I, 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 the article goes a whole different way. It goes a whole different way. I, to me, I can't, I, I don't know. This, this just really puts things in, into perspective in my life and I, Really, I really have some thinking to do. I have some reflecting to do. Okay. Um, next story. So here we have. Okay. Now, this story is not. I'll say this. It's interesting. It's very interesting and it's very, um, I don't know. Let me let me just let me just read the headline to you. Chicago's school staff threw nine year old into the cold and reported him missing. Lawsuit says this is October. This is October second of this year. Obviously. Um. Here's here we go. The family of a nine year old Chicago student sued the city's school system this week, accusing staff members of manhandling the boy and forcing him out of the building in 40-degree weather without a coat. Yvonne Pinkston, the boy's mother, said the officials said officials at Fisk Elementary School on Chicago's south side threw her son out into the cold alone while, on, while only wearing short sleeves in March after he complained about being bullied by classmates, according to the lawsuit. The Herbert Law Firm, which is representing the family, released surveillance video from the school appearing to show a security guard dragging the boy into the principal's office and then forcing the fourth grader out of the building as the school's counselor and principal watched from nearby. He went to all of the doors to see if they were open and all of the doors were locked, so he just sat there and he said he cried, Pinkston told reporters Wednesday. School staff eventually called 911 to request an ambulance claiming the child who was listed as KS in the suit had been scratching, biting, and kicking according to the lawsuit, which was filed on Monday. They also reported him missing, but the law firm said they fabricated the entire story. CPS officials at Fisk Elementary School lied to police after they shoved and pushed a 9-year-old boy into the streets of Englewood 
one of Chicago's most violent neighborhoods with no coat and cold weather during the middle of the school day, and claimed he was a missing person who was violent, the law firm said in a statement. About 30 minutes later, police found the boy outside in the cold, terrified, and crying. The video shows the school that school officials lied. I'm going to keep going through the article so, you, so you know, we can get everything. Um, the video shows the boy wearing a short sleeve shirt and khakis and temperatures barely above freezing. I feel like everybody in the video just sat there, just sat here and let it and just let it happen. Nobody stopped it. Someone needs to go to jail for it or something, Pinkston said. That's neglect. It's endangerment. Anything could have happened to my son out there in that neighborhood. The lawsuit, which names the city, the Board of Education, and three school officials as defendants, claims the child was subjected to a hostile educational environment and alleges battery, excessive force, and intentional infliction of emotional distress. KS's experience at Fisk has left him with lasting emotional wounds, the lawsuit said. KS is a psychologist weekly to help him overcome the trauma he endured at the hands of the school administrators at Fisk. The family is requesting a jury trial. The Chicago Public School Board said it was deeply disturbed by the claims levied by the family, but it declined to comment on the pending litigation. Every CPS student deserves access to a safe and welcoming school environment, which of course they would say, and the district takes seriously all allegations of student harm, a spokesperson said. These allegations are deeply disturbing and we are fully committed to holding accountable any adult whose actions could have endangered a student. The lawsuit claims the lawsuit comes at the school as a school district grapples with several other lawsuits filed by parents, including one who was who accused teachers of bullying a fourth grade special needs student relentlessly before he attempted suicide earlier this year. Jamari Dent, 11, tried to hang himself in February after more than a year of chronic and violent bullying at the hands of students and staff members at two Chicago schools, according to a lawsuit filed in June. Dent, who attended Evers Elementary before transferring to Woodson Elementary, survived the February 18th suicide attempt, but the incident left him with permanent brain damage and other life-threatening injuries. The young boy's mother, Teria Black, Teria, I'm going to call Teria Black, said she begged teachers, school officials, and the school district to, to protect her son, but her complaints were ignored. The district said it launched a full investigation into Black's highly concerning claims earlier this year. Wow. <coughs> okay. I was trying to suppress a cough that whole time. Okay, so that is a lot to swallow. It's a lot to think about. It's a lot to take in. Um... Here's the thing. The footage, they do show the footage in this art. Oh, by the way, you can find this article on abcnews.go.com. It's by, um, Karma Allen. Karma like, you know, Karma. K-A-R-M-A. Uh, and then Allen. E-L-L-E-N. A-L-L-E-N. Man, I can't spell. Okay. Get it together, Solo. All right. So this is a lot to swallow. Now, this comes during 
this article comes with the video. And here's what I always like to say about video surveillance. Or censored video, video surveillance. Because what happens is, there's questions of, okay, what happened before? What happened after? In this footage that was released, in this footage that was released, um, you see, you see, you can see the child has, uh, a man has his hands on a child, which is illegal. I'm not sure, I'm not sure what the laws are in Illinois, but I am confident to, to presume, I'm confident, confidently presuming in no state can you put your hands on a child. So, so we don't know, we don't know what led up to this. We don't know what led up, what led up to this. We don't know, we don't know the true events that led up to this. But I'm going to say this. The school lied. The school lied and said that they were, um, said that the child was missing. Um, they took the child and put him outside and then, you know, called him in, called in, called him in missing. And it's like, well, that's empirically and emphatically false. You know exactly where he is. Because let's be real. He wasn't going to walk anywhere once they put him outside because it's freezing. Um, now, you could make the argument that it's like, okay, he would walk around to stay warm. But I'm going to say this. I'm I'm going I'm going I'm going to go I'm going to go in this direction. Let's say someone let let's say let's say it's true. So let me let me let me go down. Let me scroll down to the part where okay. School staff eventually called 911 to request an ambulance claiming the child who was listed as KS in the suit had been scratching biting and kicking I'm going to say this if that is the case you have to call the police you can't my mom is my mom is a teacher you cannot you can't grab a kid you 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 just you can't do that you can't you can't just grab a kid So I don't know what's going to happen here, but this is a very interesting story to me. Chicago is not a great city. It's run by Democrats. Um, it's just, I, I can't imagine. I've, I've been to Chicago. I know, I know what it's like. I've seen it. I've been, I've been downtown. Um, didn't real, I didn't really care for Chicago at all. Um, would I go again? Um, well, I'll say this. I have my mom, my mom's side is from Illinois, like Illinois and Louisiana and stuff like that. It's like kind of that area is where my mom's side is from. So I would, I would 
But like a vacation? No. There, there's really being from California. You know, it's very it's a very slow. My my grandparents live in Aurora, which I which if I remember correctly is like 30, 45 minutes outside of the city of Chicago. Um, and it's probably actually closer, but it's just horrible. And it's, it's, it's not, excuse me, it's not horrible, but it's just so slow. Like life just, they just move slower down there. And to me, it's like, um, I don't want to, I just don't want to live here. The weather will change on you in a minute. It can be sunny one second. And then it just like storms two minutes later. But I'm I'm definitely going to follow this. But I will say this: this is not a good look for the for Chicago. This is not a good look for the school district. You can't you can't take your hands and put it on put them on a kid. Even even if it was even if it was even if this was the case, you call the police. You do not. As a school administrator, you do not put your hands, you can't put your, you can't grab a kid. Now, I'm going to say this. If you are knowledgeable about, you know, laws concerning this in, you know, in Illinois, and I'm, and I'm wrong, tell me, you know, let me know, um, contact me, and I'll, and I'll, you know, I'll go on and say that I was wrong, but. I haven't done research on that, but I can pretty much, I can, I believe I can safely say you can't take your hands and put them on a kid and pretty much manhandle them because you see the kid is resisting. The kid is resisting. And I mean, obviously, because don't touch me. No, I mean, no one, no one wants to be touched like that. No one, like, no one wants to be grabbed by the shoulders and like led somewhere like Get your hands off me. And then it's like, okay, you know, we're okay, let's take him outside. Okay, you are not about to take me outside because it's cold and I'm not exactly dressed for that. Um, but we're going to see what happens here. This is a, to me, this is a fascinating case. Um, Man, I just, this, this was a lot to swallow. Like, when I first saw this, I had no idea. I had no idea which way I was going to go with this. I had no clue which way I was going to go with this. So, that, that, that's kind of that. I really don't have too much to say. Because that, that's just one of the hard parts about video footage. You don't know what happened before. In this case, in this case, in this case, we can see we can see that they did put their hands. Someone put their hands on the child and put them out and put them outside. Um. So it's just it's just not a good look at all. So. Uh, I, I'm gonna say this. Video video is very. Is, is a very different kind of evidence because once you, once you can physically see something, it changes your perspective. Cause people can say, Oh, this happened, this happened, this happened. 
But it's like, uh, no, we don't really understand until we actually see it. Visuals are very, very powerful. And so now, because we have the visual, this is just, this is just not a good look. Somebody, I'm going to say this. There may not be anyone going to prison. But I, I, I believe I can safely say this. Multiple people are going to lose their jobs. And they will never get hired again out of school. You can't. You can't put your hands on a kid. And then you put him, you put him outside. And then you call and say that he's missing. You can't, you, you can't do that. You can't take a kid and put them outside. Like what, like what do you, like what do you? I, I don't know, I don't, I don't understand, like. Like what are you thinking? Like like they say, okay, yes, it's this it's the security guard. I'm gonna be real. As a as a security and here's the thing. Here's the thing. The problem that we have I thought I thought I was done with this, but we're not. The problem that we have with this is I'm 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 looking at these things and it's like okay don't don't dear lord you can't you can't put you just can't put your hands on a kid so if I'm the security guard and I and they're telling me okay take him to the principal's office and I'm like okay you want me to you want me to lead him there and they're like no physically and if they say physically take him, I'm, I may lose my job, but I'm, I'm going to be like, I'm not, you want me to put my hands on a kid? It's like, it's like, that's, that's really just not good. Now, I, I now I'm going to say this one more time. I could be completely wrong about this. I could be completely wrong. In my judgment, and maybe maybe it's legally okay, but I I just I I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, this is this is really not a good looking video, because you see you can see other adults just kind of standing there and uh, sitting there just looking, just kind of watching this go by, and I'm sure they felt like uncomfortable a little bit because they're like, oh, this is not really fun to watch at all. Like where do I look? Do I do I look away? Do I look down? Do I pretend like I'm working? I don't know. All right, we'll see where that goes. Now this is a this is an old story. Well, not an old story, but I came across this today. Um, it's from um, it's from the nineteenth. It's from the nineteenth. Or wait, is it is it the nineteenth or the twelfth? This is from the twelfth. Uh, Florida woman arrested for spanking child with belt. A woman is charged in is being charged with child abuse after spanking a child with a belt, <coughs> according to the Okaloosa County Sheriff's Office. 
Stephania Lynn Laswell struck an unnamed child with a belt, leaving bruising that was still visible on the child's thighs two days later. The victim, whose age was not made public, told police she was struck six times. Laswell doesn't deny striking the child, but claimed it was because they misbehaved and refused to come out of her room when asked. She told authorities she meant to spank the child on the posterior, but they refused to turn around, resulting in them being hit on the thighs. Um, naturally, because, I mean, I was spanked, and it's like, they say, turn, you know, it was like, okay, turn around. Not, let me, well, let me just get away from spanking a little bit. No one wants to be hit. I don't, I don't care with whatever it is. No one wants to be hit. So, you know, you know, it's like, you know, the butt is more, is more fleshy, so it's not, it's not going to hurt as bad, and it's not really going to have as much bruising but it's like okay man you know yeah i don't i don't want to get hit so that's that, so that's very natural the incident happened on september 5th and according to official reports was bruising was bruising was still significant on september 7th it's not clear if the child was related to laswell or was in her care it's the second time in weeks a Florida woman was arrested on child abuse charges after spanking a child. On August 26th, a Pinellas uh, woman, hopefully, hopefully I pronounced that right, a Pinellas Park woman was charged with hitting a seven-year-old girl with a leather belt because the child refused to pick up a bug. Um. What? Refused to pick up a. Refused to pick up a bug. Why would? Okay, I can't. I can't think of any scenario where I would pick up a bug for any reason. Um, the woman who was the girl's primary caretaker then spanked the child on her bare buttocks while saying, "I hate you." This leads me. Let me keep going. I'm going. I'm, I'm going. I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back. But let me keep going. Child abuse is considered a third-degree felony in Florida, punishable up to five years in prison and a five-thousand-dollar fine. The crime of child abuse is defined as an intentional act uh, that causes or could reasonably be expected to cause physical or mental injury to a child, according to the state's criminal code. A child is defined as any person under the age of eighteen. And a caregiver is defined as a parent, adult, household member, or other person responsible for the child's welfare. Acceptance of spanking as a tool for punishment or rehab has come under criticism in recent decades. Many health professionals, many health professional health organizations have denounced corporal punishment as ineffective, harmful, including the American Academy of Pediatrics and American Psychology Association. It's like, um, a 2019 Study published in JAMA, JMA, JAMA, Network Open, showed that children were more likely to engage in antisocial behavior if they were reprimanded physically. In a 2010 review, Catherine Taylor of Tulane University School of Public Health claimed that even minor forms of corporal punishment, such as spanking, increased risk for increased child aggressive behavior. 
Spanking a child may seem helpful in the short term, but is ineffective and probably harmful in the long term. Psychiatrist Ronald W. Pies wrote on the conversation. (coughs) The child who is often spanked learns that physical force is an acceptable method of problem solving. Um, But many, if not most parents, still employ corporal punishment. In 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 the U.S., more than 80% of children under the age of 5 have been spanked by a parent, teacher, or caretaker. A teacher? What teacher is out there spanking their kid or a student? That is not even legal anymore, I believe. Okay, so I looked up the study that they talked about, which is also from Newsweek. And both of these both of these you can find on Newsweek. Um... Well, let me let me let me say this. Let me go back to what I was going to say. <clears throat> so I was spanked as a child. I was spanked probably about eight to ten times. I want to say eight. It wasn't it wasn't too often. But I'm going to say this. Spanking did not help me at all. Here's the way I view spanking. Here's the way I view spanking. And this is not coming from someone who's who's bitter by being, you know, spanked multiple, multiple, multiple times. I was barely spanked as a kid. Okay. So this, this is just human psychology. Okay. So in order to repeatedly hit something, in order to repeatedly hit strike, whatever word you want to use in order to repeatedly do something on a, on a, on anything, you have to be upset. You have to be mad. You have to be angry. My dad, my dad always, my dad told me, he was like, you know, you know, when, you know, as a parent, I've learned not to punish when you're angry. Spanking is a form of punishment and you're angry when you do it. Why? Because you have to, you hit them. Because when you when you hit someone, you're angry. You don't just. It's not like you're happy or you're sad, or you're con- or you're you're confused. You're angry when you hit them. So my my contention is that spanking is for parents because it gets their anger. Now there are many. I'll say this: there are many, 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 many worse ways. There are many, many worse forms of punishment, of physical punishment. But when you have when you have a a when you have a parent, it's like when they hit the kid where she was saying, where that lady was saying, I hate you. Now that's an extreme example. But that shows that shows anger. The parents are angry when they hit the kid. Now, anger is it anger is a natural emotion. <clears throat> Will I spank my children? Um, no. Because spanking first of all, spanking spanking didn't help me. Spanking was very it was it was just to get I was like, well, you know, they're angry. And you know, I would cry and you know, be sad and do the typical, okay, you know, I'm going to run away, you know, how am I going to, when am I going to leave and all that, you know, that kind of garbage. It was, it's kind of funny looking back at it now, but you know, 
I'm not going to spank my kids because it was useless on me. And it was just like, well, if you really think this works, um, yeah, you're uh, wrong. So, now what they did say about spanking um, causing harm to children, harm is, harm is a very, harm is a relative word. Um, but I will say this, they are correct when they talk about, you know, eventual, eventual ideas and mentalities of kids who are spanked and what happens when they are adults. That is true that they are, that they are just more violent. They're, they're more, they're more violent. Um, slapping and hitting, this is, this is from, uh, Newsweek. Slapping and hitting children, and this is, let me, the article, the article is titled, Spanking children linked to antisocial behavior in adulthood. Slapping and hitting children could make them more prone to antisocial behavior in adulthood. A study has shown. And this is, multiple studies have shown this. This is just, this is just one. When children in the U.S. start kindergarten, as many as 80% will have been spanked. So researchers want to investigate whether physically disciplining a child without abusing them affected their development. A study published in the journal JAMA Network Open showed that children were more likely to engage in antisocial behavior if they were reprimanded physically, even if they were not mistreated in more serious ways. Harsh punishment, uh, harsh physical punishment was defined as, was defined in the study as a parent or adult hitting, pushing, grabbing, shoving, uh, slapping a child, any of those. The term child maltreatment, meanwhile, uh, means physical abuse, sexual abuse, emotional abuse, physical neglect, emotional neglect, and exposure to intimate partner violence, the authors wrote. Researchers assessed data collected on 36,309 U.S. adults between April 2012 and June 2013. Of the total, 15,862 were men and 20,447 were women. The participants were asked whether they experienced harsh physical punishment or maltreatment in childhood. They also provided information on whether they had shown signs of antisocial personality, disorders such as failing to conform to social norms, lying repeatedly, misleading others for pleasure, being able to plan ahead, acting impulsively, repeated aggression, resulting, resulting in physical fights, and ignoring the safety of oneself or others. Both men and women who had been physically disciplined but not maltreated were more likely to act antisocial than those who weren't. Facing child maltreatment has had a similar association while experiencing both, while experiencing both carried the greatest risk. The authors found that 47.3% of antisocial behavior in the U.S. could be linked to physical discipline and or maltreatment. Now that's pretty big. That's a big number, with the figure dropping to 45.5% for men. Past research cited by the team similarly showed that children who were spanked or made to eat soap or hot sauce as a punishment were more likely to hit a non-family member, carry out a physical attack, or steal money when they reached maturity. Now that's quite a mouthful. I mean, that's really something, that's that's quite a thing to say. And these, thing, these things are true. Spanking, spanking, here's the thing, I'll say this. People, you know, there are some who will say, 
I know there are some who will say, oh my god, your parents hit you? And it's like, it's like, okay, technically, technically, yes. Technically, yes. Um, you know, I have been spanked. And my mom did once hit me across the face. Uh, and I don't, I still, I still don't know the reason why she did that. Anyway. Uh, but that, but that's what happened. And so I'll say this. Spanking, most parents spanking isn't going to kill you. It's going to hurt. You're going to hate it. You're going to dislike them strongly for maybe a couple days. And then, and then you kind of, you kind of move on. Um, but I, I, I will say this. I'm not a fan of it because per, all I can say is personally, personally, it didn't, it, there, there was no, it was, it was of no benefit to me. It was, it was of no benefit to me. It didn't help me. If you took away those eight times of me being spanked, I'd be pretty much the same person that I am today, just without having been spanked. Now, I I will say this. The authors acknowledged their study was limited because it was cross-sectional, meaning the data was collected once rather than continually, and that the adults were asked to remember their childhoods, which could make details inaccurate. That That is a good point. That is a fair point. But you tend to actually, you know, I'm, I'm going, I'm going to assume this. And I, I, again, I'm not an expert in anything. So I'm not an expert in psychology. But I'm just going to assume that you, that you would remember the times you were spanked. Like I do. Like I know I wasn't spanked a lot as a kid. I was spanked, I was spanked multiple times, but not like a ton. So, Here's the thing. Here, here's the thing on spanking. Is it is it from a from a from a I'll just I'll just say this. From a Gen Z's gen, from a Gen Z perspective, I would say don't I would I would say don't do it because there are there are other ways you could do it where you could be more where you could discipline and punish and be more successful. It I mean I mean I get it as a parent I get it. You're angry. And just just and here's the thing. Admit you're angry. That's okay. It's a, it's a well, I mean, it's, it doesn't really help your legal case if something were to happen. But just, just, just be honest with yourself. I am angry. I spank them. I feel better. That's what it's for. Because pa- parenting is a hard job. Parents can only take so much. So I, you know, I, I, I get it. I, well, I can't, I can't say that. I don't get it. Because I'm not a parent. But I'm gonna say this. As someone who really wants kids, who can't who can't wait to have kids, I'm gonna love them. I am gonna discipline them, but I I I don't see myself spanking my kids because it was it was just of no benefit to me. Um But we'll 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 see what happens. We'll see what happens.
with this whole with this whole spanking thing. Um, there are as again, like I said, there are many many worse punishments. Um, and you know, it just it just it just wouldn't. I don't know. I just if it if it if it were to me, and someone and you know, I had the final say so. It's like, okay, should we spank our kids, yes or no? I would say no. Because it just doesn't show. And one thing I found, one thing I found is a lot of, a lot of parents, a lot of parents, well, I'll say this, in, in the black community, there are black parents who say, you know, okay, well, you know, Either, either we spank you and you learn your, and you learn your lesson here, or you know you learn you learn it on the street and you get beat. And it's like, um, that's not true either. That that's that's very false. And we can we can see it in the studies. It actually it spanking makes things worse. It, it makes things it makes things worse on the kid. Now, am I am I personally traumatized by my spanking? Not at all. But just looking back at it, it was, it, I look at, I look, my mom physically couldn't spank me. She just, she wasn't physically capable of doing it. So my dad was the one who did it. And when he did it, it was like, you know, it was, it hurt for sure. Um, but I, I look back at it now. And even back then I was like, I was like, is this going to make me stop my behavior? No, it's just, it, all it did, all it did was it made me dislike my dad and my mom for a couple of days and it just made me not really want to talk to him but it didn't it didn't it didn't change my behavior it didn't do that at all so i think i think that's what we got i think that's what we got to be careful with that's what we got to be careful with um i think now my now to the best of to the best of my memory, my dad was spanked. My mom, I don't know. She'll she would probably say that she hasn't, but I don't know if I believe that. Um anyway, yeah, I just spank spanking to me, if you do it, okay, just just parents, just be honest with yourself. Just just say that you're angry. Just, just admit to yourself because then it makes it easier. Cause some people, they'll say, no, I'm punishing, I'm punishing them for what they did. That is, that's secondary. It's secondary. Because, because what you're doing, so, so something, so something happened in your mind, I should say. Something happened. Cause sometimes, sometimes you think something happened or you feel something happened that's really bad. And it's like, okay, you know what? I'm going to spank you. And it's like, um, Okay, I guess. So you, you grab, so you have, you have this, you have these, you know, this anger running through your body and you're like, oh my gosh, like I'm angry. How am I going to get it out? You spank. That, 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 that's, that's why parents spank because they're angry. Just parents, just be honest. Just be honest. You're angry. You're angry. I'm really upset and I need to find a way to get it out. And how am I going to get it out? I'm going to get it out by hitting my kid. All right. That is it for this episode.